everybody. This is MG, and I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week, and we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Hi, everybody. This is MG. I'm Elizabeth Puddle, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. And today it's a beautiful day outside, and we thought we would talk about resources. Using your resources to get your ass out of whatever, you know? Right, 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 right. To, you know, put your, what is it? What is it? your hair on fire and your ass. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. remember that stuff. But um so I came I walked in and MG was reading the slaw book and um a couple of years ago one of uh, one of the men in um our local slaw program started a um a book study group and we would read the book, you know, every, for half an hour we just went around the room and everybody would read whatever however much they wanted. And then just continue to go. No commenting or anything. And then we would go back the second half an hour and share on what we had read. And I've, there was so much, I've read that book twice, like from cover to cover. And I still was like, whoa, I didn't know that was in there. Yeah. <laughs> There's so mm. much. And yeah. I love that format of that meeting. It sounds really boring. And I like talking about it, it doesn't sound appealing to me. But being in it is very healing Mm. there's a a Sunday night uh, Al-Anon meeting over at Lambda and it's called a literature meeting and for the first 45 minutes of the meeting there'll be a topic like let's say step one and and there's like three major books for Al-Anon one day at a time courage to change and then hope for something um, something else is another book and uh, and so you know all these good Al-Anons are carrying all three of their books and there's books all around and so you know if it's step one there's like lots in the books about step one so it could be any one of these three books and you'll read a you know maybe a few sentences a little paragraph and then you'll share like you know about it so it's similar to that but you read a piece of literature and then you share and then the last 15 minutes is opened up for anybody uh, it, you know, whatever they want to share. And I really love that staying central to the literature is uh, really good because you and I both know like how much it takes to get something in print from anything. Uh, you know, it has to really be, I mean, vetted by many, 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 many people. And I think that that's good because it keeps it a little um, sacred. It, it keeps it, um, you know, to the letter of exactly what it is that we're doing. You don't get to go veer from the principles. It yeah. keeps it to the principles. Yeah. And um, 
So there is. There's so much good literature available. There's our own text. There is the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Gold standard. There are, I mean, pamphlets galore in any program. OA, DA, SLAA, AA, um, SAA, you know, you name it. There's a pamphlet available. And I think that most of them are available online. I know all of SLAAs are available online and AAs mm-hmm. are available online. Mm-hmm. So you can go to their website and order them. And for somebody who's in a remote area or, you know, I used to carry the book and a pamphlet with me all the time. So that if I felt, you know, triggered, like I was going to call him or reach out, I would read. And it saved me. Yeah. It saved yeah. me. I remember I had in, in SLAA, they have these little newcomer kits, and one of them is the pocket tool kit. That little thing, slob people out there in the world, get go one. right now, <laughs> go right now, get online, fellowship-wide services, and look up the pocket tool kit. It's T90, and you like put it in your wallet, and I mean, it's got the 12 steps in there, it's got a place, you know, when I worked online, it was where everybody had cell phones, so I had to like write people's numbers in there, and uh, it was just, you know, it just had all these little snippets that were just so useful to me when I was in that first six months of SLAA and going through withdrawal. It's got the promises in it, I think it even has the preamble, because I've used a one to yeah. run a meeting right you know right, so right. anybody got a pocket toolkit yes yeah. we can run a meeting from that you know if you don't have the preamble memorized which by now i do but <laughs> you're so good you're so no good. it's just that i've been I'm to the, so after many i should meetings. be able to memorize that I'm like just like i hear it over and over and over again you yeah. know yeah um but the, it's it'll save you you know any kind of reading actually is really good for me um, and it doesn't matter what it is. It helps if it's not, if it's like a self-help book, mm-hmm. you know, but anything reading will get me out of my stuff. I can remember when I first got into AA and I learned about the grapevine and that's like a great, it's a magazine. It's a little magazine. People telling their little stories and I just love that. And and then we also have like online, you have digital uh, stories that you can download and listen to or that you can go on to the um, slaafws.org and you can find, um, you can order CDs if you have a, still have yeah. a CD player in your car. Yeah. Some people don't, but you know, there's so, and those are that's gold that like on a long trip or something and it feels for me like you're having a conversation with the person sure well it's almost like listening to a podcast i got that cd from danielle it was on healthy dating where she had run a workshop somewhere and they recorded it and and uh and so when i was like thinking about dating or i think one of my sponsees was thinking about dating i was like you know i wanted to order that cd and see what it had to say because it was Basically, she was saying, each one of us has to figure it out. And I was like, I love that, because, you know, that's my mantra. You know, you got to figure out what works for you uh, in terms of, like, getting sober from whatever your dealio is. You do, because in this program, it's not black and white. You don't just put the joints down. You don't just put the cigarettes down. You don't just put the alcohol down. There's, you know, all this gray area in there. You know, if I'm sitting there allowing myself to fantasize and think about him all day, is that acting out? You know, I'm not doing anything, but it is. Are you getting a hit? If you're getting a hit. 
So I have to tell you a funny hit story this week because it's like I rarely get triggered because I live my life in a very sober way with sober people. But I, I've been reading this book about like doing a liver cleanse because I've been really focused on like improving my health. And so I bought this book and I was reading it and he was talking about this great Pacific garbage pile that's out there you in know? the water right because mm-hmm. there's like these currents oh, yeah. there's all this and, plastic and, and it's yeah. like this big it's like you know miles long and wide i'm like oh my god i gotta i gotta look at this thing so i was slow at work and so it was like you know nothing was happening i just had to answer phones and so i was like okay i'll just go and search for that it's you know it'll be something my boss would be interested in in a conversation so i go out there and start looking for this um, garbage pile and I came across this um, article and it was about this group of scientists who had like swum this guy swam through it he was a swimmer and he liked to do these like you know huge swims and everything and he was going to swim like a certain amount like and they were going to do scientific research while he swam in it and, like pull stuff out look at microparticles things like that and I'm like this is fascinating and then and they had like a <clears throat> it was a recap of the adventure and it was on YouTube so uh, this young guy was talking about the expedition, and then he brought out the panel. Every one of these men who came out to sit down on the panel looked like some version of Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, they were flipping gorgeous. Long hair, brown, tan skin. And then the main guy who was, like, you know, doing this swimming ex- expedition came out, and he was older, but he had black, and there was, like, you know, salt and pepper. He was, they were all in top shape and he was gorgeous too. P.S. They were all French. So it was like, I'm like looking at this shit going, oh my God, look at all these gorgeous men. And so they're talking about their expedition and you know, la la la. And then they started showing pictures of the expedition and they don't have any shirt, shirts on and they're all Ooh, on la, the la. And I was like, oh my God, I gotta shut this shit. And I, I got caught. I was like caught up in it. And then, you know, because my physiology was shifted, I know that that was a change. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting a hit off this. Shut it down. I didn't even get to the garbage pile. I mean, that was what I was looking like, for. Where's the garbage pile? I never got to see the stew pot. Oh my God. And so it's like that for me as an addict that now when I have a reaction physiologically and emotionally like uh, really getting really engaged and here's how I knew I was like oh my god I gotta post this on Facebook I gotta let the whole world know I'm like no you don't MG you don't have to go out and do that because it's uh you know I don't want to trigger another you know woman in in the or man in the program right well your motives weren't pure (sighs) right I wanted to someone engage in my you know yeah trigger so, you know, I, I love what you were saying. So I like went online and I like brought up some AA literature and like, you know, was reading some AA literature. So it was like, just, you know, shift it, you know, flip it. You can, you know, I was listening to this, um, in the morning, I listened to a YouTube video every day, something different. And, um, this particular one, uh, last week was, it was um, Will Smith talking. I don't know what the name of it was or anything, but it was so good. And one of the things he was saying, which made me think of resources rather than just literature, was he was saying, um, you know what? It's not your fault that you had a shitty upbringing. 
it's not your fault that your parents didn't raise you right or didn't give you the education you needed or, you know, yelled at you or belittled you. But you know what? It damn sure is your responsibility to create the life you want now. Yeah. And he, you know, he went on. He was like, it's not your fault that you weren't given all the tools that you need to have this successful life, but it's your responsibility now. And it just made me, like, for me, I've used it so many times because that's exactly where I was. This is all everybody else's fault. That's, you know, my parents, blah, blah, blah. And that guy won't blah, blah, blah. And my ex-husband, uh, it was, every, and it it's not my fault that they did those things. But it's my responsibility to get my ass out of that situation like you got your ass out of that situation and change it. Yeah, pull up, pull up, pull up. You know, we're like, you know, heading towards the ground at 100 miles You're, an Yeah, hour. you are in that airplane diving down, dude. Yeah. And you got to be like, whoa, you know. Right. And it's, it's just such a powerful thing for me. It's my responsibility to get my ass out of victimhood because I, that is my shit right there. I like to be in there. That is my default. Mm -hmm. I feel safe. I feel comfortable there. And it's not good. It is. It does not serve me. And it's not who I really am. It's not my pure consciousness. You know, my pure consciousness is a very powerful, in control, composed, dignified, sophisticated woman. And that's how I want to show up. I revert on a regular basis to that, you know, yeah. go look for it, go look for like-minded people. Yeah. But I feel so much better when I'm with like-minded people who are in a place where I don't want victimhood. I want to be empowered. I want to feel my own power and make choices that serve me. Well, I'm going back to resources. I remember... Uh, someone said, it was when I was learning how to play pool, and they said, if you really want to learn how to play pool, you need to play with really good players. Like, go and play and look in the bar and find out who's the best guy and or woman and, you know, put your money down and play that person. And it's sort of like that idea, surround yourself by winners, around winners, and people who want what you have. And that's how we get sponsors. And, you know, that's a resource, is having someone who's going to be in a sponsor sponsor relationship with you yes yes and fellowship you know you don't have to fellowship i think it is important to have litter mates but you also need to fellowship with people who have long-term sobriety mm. and can you know mm -hmm. lift you up mm -hmm. and go to meetings where there's you know you can do both you can go to newcomer meetings but you can also go to meetings where there's long-term sobriety well and meetings are a great resource of course and uh you know, one of the things I was thinking about is that, you know, when we develop our friendships within recovery, like, you know, women who usually call me for support are calling me to give support, like they have been around my illness. And so that's been a great resource for me and, is to have those connections. And that with comes those from people. service work, which is another resource, you know, right, right. when you, you know, I remember there's in the old days when, when you first got sober in AA, they told you to go to the club and clean ashtrays. Well, Sweet. nobody smokes anymore. Yeah. You know, they don't smoke in meetings, I don't think anyway. Not around here. Mm -hmm. 
make coffee. You know, that it's just it's not like that. But you can find a way to serve in other ways. Yeah. And it could be, you know, calling. Just go through the list and call. How are you today? You know, what's going on with you? You don't always have to be needing in order to make a call. Well, and that's a good point because we can use resources, but then we can also be a resource. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And I also love that they have these little, like, you know, Hazleton does it. You know, they have these little meditation books that I think that a lot of people use. They're not conference-approved literature for the most part, but they are, like, great little resources in order to get my mind right every morning. You know, have a little have a little uh, check-in. And uh, another thing I wanted to talk about in terms of literature is not just pamphlets and not just books and you know not just like magazines but um you know online resources there's just you know so many literature resources and books and stories written out there and uh and, you and know, this is a resource the podcast. podcast there's a ton of them they are and they and they give you different ideas and people talk about different you know one of the ways that we started this podcast is because I was listening to a podcast about these two sober guys, and they had started one. What was the name of that podcast? Do I don't remember? remember. I don't remember. But it was one a, guy went out. He died or something. He did. Oh. Yeah, the partner. Yeah, and they they stopped recording because of it. The podcast doesn't exist anymore. I'm sure it's still out there. Don't you think? Well, the old yes, but it's yeah. not being recorded now. It's not current. Yeah. My uh, friend in Seattle also was listening to a one, one by these two women called Home, H-O-M-E, and it was very similar, um, but they stopped doing it for some reason. But there's a tons of, tons of stuff out there. So, and it goes back to, I think, what you're talking about, like there's no excuses, that there's so many, you know, things out there that are resources, and we had someone on there, on here, that talked about, like, all the resources that she used. And, uh, and so it's like there's, there's no reason if we want to get sober and or stay sober. There's so many things out there that are just within, like, you know. It's just right there at your fingertips. Right, right. And there's resources that are not even conference approved. And it doesn't have to be if it works for you, you know. I used to read the Bible. I used to go to church. Making a gratitude list. These are not like program things, but they come from program, and it's like this stuff will help you. Well, and I remember I was on a gratitude list with you for years. Every day I had to send you an email with 10 things that I was grateful for. And I don't know how many of us were on the list, but everybody would like send the gratitude list. And so I got to read everybody else's gratitude for the day as well. And so that was like a practice that I did every day where it's like I had to think about what I was grateful for. And this morning I woke up and it's very chilly. It's something like 56 degrees here in Houston, Texas, which for us is just so it's winter. It's so cold. We're freezing to death. Oh, my God. It's the wind chill. I heard that in the elevator today. <laughs> it's the wind chill. Like, oh, my God. And but. I was, like, so grateful to, like, have a little house, a roof over my head, warm blankets, a comfortable bed, Cozy I live bed. in a yes. safe place. You know, I'm so grateful for those things. 
And, uh, and, and I was just reading, and I read the last story in the SLAA book. It was all, you know, the only me I'd ever known, which is a really transformational story. I hope this woman is still sober today, and I hope if she can listen to this podcast, I just want to say, oh my God, sister, I'm so glad that you're sober today. And I was so grateful for her story. So even when we tell our own stories, that's a resource that can also help people. What was it you wanted to talk about when you came in? You said it was something. that it, it's not your fault, but it sure is your responsibility now. Got you. Got you. Because it really helped me get unstuck once I realized what a victim I was. You know, that is my stuff. Is if I go into, you know, it's like pour me, pour me, pour me another drink, you know. It is. That is that's that is the, the cycle that will take me into um, into acting out. The other thing that really saves me, and I feel like it is a resource, is rituals. Um, like the gratitude list. I have a ritual now where I get up in the morning and I have one hour where I spend in self-development. And in that one hour, I do um, meditation. I do uh, affirmations. I do my journaling. I do visualization. Um, I do exercise. I do every, you know, I put and, and it usually goes a little bit over an hour, but I have something specific planned out, and um, it 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 helps me stay sober. You know, it helps me stay in a place where I'm in growth mode. Well, and Elizabeth, your recovery journey and my recovery journey, I would have to say that both of our I'll make this up that it has changed over the years that what you needed in terms of a ritual or a practice or something that you would do on a daily basis changed when you had a month of sobriety versus now oh hell yes i need i went to five meetings more than that i went to five meetings every day downtown i went to nine meetings a week and then the the four slaw meetings i can get to and then because those were the only women's meetings we had we didn't have any co-ed yeah and then after that, um, sometimes I added um, nighttime meetings, you know, and I did whatever I whatever I could mm. to keep keep me away from the drug of choice, whatever it was. Right. Well, and so when I've heard people say, "Oh, she got cross addicted to going to meetings," and I'm like, "Okay, yep, I'll take that. I'll take because that because I would rather someone be addicted to going to meetings than addicted to." And you know what? I'm not addicted or... to meetings now. No. I mean, I do regularly two meetings a week. Right. And that's really about all that I can fit in there. Mm-hmm. I will make another meeting, like I'm going to make one um, Thursday, because there's a group conscience that somebody asked me to attend. But I don't regularly do that. I yeah. usually, you know, I have other things. I have a life. Mm-hmm. I have yoga. I have my LOA practice. I have, you know, my, grand, that you're my granddaughter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so there's a lot of other things in there. I have extra work that I do. I have clients that I see. I I mean, there's a lot of other things that I do. And I could not, I would not be in this space if I did not do that many meetings or whatever it was it took in the beginning. You built that foundation. Yeah. You built that foundation with a lot of resources. And, and And for the most part, it was your work. I mean, it was like, I used to have a therapist, and I used to say he saved my life. And then I realized, no, he didn't save my life. He taught me how to save my own. 
He gave me the tools that I could do it on my own because it's an inside job. I love that it saying is. that it's like it's nothing really external, even though we've just given you a bunch of external resources. But it's something that. But those things help you see who you are. I mean, even the even therapy is a resource because, you know, my therapist was very much the same. It's like go inside, you know, what is your heart telling you? And she helped me to listen to myself and Iris. to know. Yes. Yeah, she was amazing. To take away all of the messages that my, you know, I got from my parents and all of the doubts and all of the fears and to drill down and to find find the, the me that Iris loved. So good. So good. Thank you, Elizabeth. This has been a great topic. I really do appreciate you talking to me. And I wanted to... Uh, touch base real quickly on our new initiative that we have out there asking for donations and I have a funny story to tell you so um, I was looking through my emails uh, on our sober sisters talk at gmail.com and it was like um, someone has sent you a million dollars and I went what <laughs> and I thought is there some famous person or some wealthy Somebody person out there? to us that loves us. Who's going to gift us with a million dollars? And I opened it up and I read it. I was like, oh no, it was a scam. And then later on down the list, it was like, you've received $5. <laughs> we did receive $5. So we're going to keep your, your, your name anonymous. But we want to thank, thank you so you. much yes. out there. And we do have expenses, you guys. We Everything that we use... To record and to broadcast and to edit, we pay for ourselves. And um, we also want to be able to go out and to share the message um, in places where we, you know, are not right now. So um, if you feel compelled to donate, you can use Google Pay. And the way that works is you just sign up for it. And I uh, signed up for it. There's no fees to either send or receive money. And... I use uh, I use my our Gmail account, and if you want to submit it, just uh, send a donation to sober sisters talk at gmail.com and we'll be very grateful to help offset some of our expenses. And we're also scheduled to participate in the spring workshop here in Houston. So uh, you may we don't know what the date is yet, but if you are here and you want to meet us or see us or listen to us or you have questions. You can, we'll, we'll announce it as we get the date and the location and how to register and all of those things. And um, we'll be there. We'll be, we will be there as Silver Sisters Talk. And that's a great resource, too. It is. Going to workshops and things of that nature. So we thank you for listening, audience. And uh, we thank you for sharing it. I know that you share um, us with other people because I hear stories out in the community here. And um, we're so grateful for you listening. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Until next time. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and there you, we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.